All right, guys, what's up, Game Changers? David Villa here. It's Wednesday, and uh, man, let's jump right into our podcast today. First of all, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you're watching this on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live, or Twitter Live, thank you so much. Welcome you, and listen, make sure you put some comments in, share this so that somebody who follows you can be touched by what we discussed today. We're going to get into uh, the subject and the topic of discomfort today, right? We're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, so if you're, if you're uh, subscribed to us via Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, thank you. If you aren't, make sure you check us out. You can uh, check out past, current, and then, of course, every future show by subscribing to one of those um, sources. And uh, again, I want to invite you into um, a group that is, I believe, changing lives, touching people, inspiring, motivating. Um, and it's really because of the members of this group, right? It's not because of me. We started it here. Um, it's it's a group that I um, oversee in our team here, and, and we, we post a lot in it, obviously, every day. But the members, the 6,400 people that are part of this group, 40 or 50 every day join from all over the world um, are believers. And let me tell you something, they are amazing individuals. And so I want to invite you to join uh, my Facebook group. It's David Villa's Game Changer Group. You can search it, and we'd love to have you. So let's jump right into this. We're going to talk a little bit about season of discomfort, right? So, um, you know, it's almost like looking back because this isn't, many of you go, well, you know, thanks for thanks for pointing out the obvious. I've been in this, this season, right? I've been in this season of discomfort now for a while. And uh, so, so what are you going to tell me, right? I know I'm in this, this season. What are you going to, what are you going to bring up? What are you going to talk to me about? Because I mean, it's been uncomfortable for months now, right? For you. So we're going to talk a little bit about this and we're going to talk about what discomfort means. And I want to jump right into what the importance of discomfort is, right? I want to talk to you about, you know, the importance of discomfort. And uh, so looking at that, you know, first slide, <laughs> um, so <laughs> I like, you know, already told you what it was, but it just wasn't up there. Hey, so here's the deal. So your right place, right, often comes after a season of discomfort. You know, I want to, I want to point that out that you're not going to die in an uncomfortable place. And I, I want you to get this in your heart, in your spirit, because it's important that you realize this, right? You're not going to die in a season or in a place of discomfort. I believe this with everything in me that, you know, God brings you through these seasons, right? You're going to come out of the other side. And, you know, I can use Jesus as the the, the example, right? I mean, you could, if somebody will always tell you, right, if you're a believer, uh, even if they are a, are a believer, but uh, definitely if they're not a believer, they're going to say, well, where does the Bible say that? Where What does the Bible say about that? Well, I'm going to point to the scripture where Jesus walked out of the river, Jordan, right? He was baptized and then he went, the, the Bible said the spirit led him into the wilderness. So God, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. It wasn't the enemy that led him in there. It was the Holy Spirit that led him through this wilderness or the season or, or time of discomfort. 40 days where he fasted and prayed. He didn't eat anything, right? And he's there, uncomfortable, no doubt. I mean, he's hungry, he's tired, he's frustrated, right? He's he's walking through a season of discomfort. Many of you know what that feels like, but Jesus also knows what it feels like. And so, you know, the thing is, is you got to understand that when it, a few scriptures down in Luke, when he came out, it says earlier on, it says the spirit, he was led by the spirit into the wilderness. But a few scriptures later, it said he returned or came out in 
power, in the power of the Spirit. So your right place, and then look what he walked into, right? He walked only when he came out of this season or time of discomfort did he walk into his purpose. And I got news for you. You pick up power in the season of discomfort that will propel your purpose, right? It, it's, it, will, it will fuel your purpose. It's the power for your purpose is found in the season of discomfort. So your right place often comes after a season of discomfort. You know, I, I believe this is the reason, and it's a simple reason, until your misery factor, right, exceeds your fear factor. And I'm, you know, listen, until, in, until your misery factor exceeds your fear factor. I mean, the bottom line is, guys, we, we you know, we, we have a fear factor. And I'm not talking about the show that used to be on, right? And until that misery factor exceeds your fear factor, we won't change. We love the security of the known. And I'm just going to tell you, man, if it were if it were up to us as human beings, we just remain right in the lazy boy of comfort, right? And so we love the security of the known. And we don't like change. I mean, let's just face it. Who likes change, right? You don't like change. You like comfort. You like familiar. You like normal. And the deal is we don't like change. We'll never fly if we're too comfortable. We'll never excel if we're too comfortable. We'll never change that which we are willing to tolerate. And that, come on, you gotta just get that in your heart. If you're willing to tolerate it, you'll never change it. Why would you, right? So you have to get, in many ways, not discontent, right? Because look, I'm, I'm, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, um, ungrateful, right? I'm grateful and I'm, and I'm, and I'm happy and I'm, and I'm blessed, but I'm not comfortable. Because when I get comfortable, it gives room for the enemy to lull me to sleep. And so we'll never change that which we're willing to tolerate. But God is, has a way, right? Come on, we know this, of making us move out. It's called discomfort, right? And, and I want to just, just bring this phrase up. You know, I just, it's, my, it's one of my new uh, tats. You know, it's, it's, again, I mentioned it last week that we have over 100,000 people that have subscribed to this plan. Um, it's, you can look on the internet and find a million people that, that, that say something like this, this phrase. So it's certainly not our phrase, but faith over fear. And I want to just point that out in this point here, right? The importance of discomfort. But I just want to, I want to hammer home, right? No matter how uncomfortable things are right now. And I get it. Believe me, you and I are both human. We both breathe air. We both bleed red blood. And the bottom line is you and I both understand at whatever levels and whatever we've gone through, we understand what discomfort is, right? And here's the deal. Faith over fear. All right. So let me ask you this question. Let me, and if you're not, by the way, you have been, and if you're not, by the way, you will be, but are you in a season of discomfort. So that's a question I want to ask. I want you to, to, you know, I believe this. I believe because I know, and I believe, by the way, if you're not listening to this live or if you're not listening to this tonight or tomorrow or this week or even this month, and maybe you're listening to this at the next month or even maybe next year, maybe someone's listening to this and this was recorded in 2020 in the month of September, right? We're live on, on the 22nd, right? It's today, 22nd of September. And here's the deal, you, 23rd. 23rd of September, and you're listening to this in 2022. I don't know. So I'm just going to tell you that are you, I believe this with everything in me, there's people that are listening right now that are in a season of discomfort. Are you? So let me ask you this. Are you in a season of discomfort? If you are, right, ask God to help you see if your discomfort is his, it's his guiding. Now, listen, I, I believe this. The Bible says all good things come from above, right? I mean, God is the, the author of good things. He, he's a God that can't fail. He's a God that can't sin. There's no evil in him. So when I say his guiding, I don't mean that he's 
putting something on you, but, but nothing happens unless God wills it or allows it. So ask God to help you see if your discomfort is his guiding, because listen, you go, what, what kind of God would do that? Well, the same God that took Jesus and led him into the wilderness. Why? Because again, there's power that you pick up in discomfort that you need for the purpose. I, I, you got to get that. There's power for the purpose. And that power is picked up in discomfort. So remain faithful. This is what we have to do. We have to remain faithful as God leads us, right? You and I to our place of destiny. It may not be comfortable. I mean, come on, I'm going to get a big amen on that from some people, but it will certainly be worth it. Listen, anytime you've walked through and made it through and come out the other side of discomfort right now, you know, it's worth it because you are where you are today. You're you're, you, you have what you have today. You've, you've witnessed and seen what you have today because of the places, the discomfort places, the uncomfortable places that you have made it through, right? So it may be uncomfortable, And it may not be comfortable, but it is certainly worth it. Any discomfort, any discomfort on the way to the right place. I'm going to say that again. Any discomfort that you encounter on the way to where the right place, any discomfort that you encounter on the way to the right place. Come on now. Somebody's got, listen, I want to stop there for a second. Somebody's got to, you got to get, you got to understand that there's a right place. You got to understand that there's a destiny place. You got to understand that there is a, there is a, a place and that's the first thing you got to do. You got to get all of that negative stinking thinking, every bit of doubt out of the way. And you got to sometimes you got to when the blur, when the vision gets blurry, right? When your vision gets blurry, you got to you got to uh, you got to refocus, right? When life gets blurry, you got to refocus, and you got to. And I'm going to tell you, you need to relook again. You need to rub your eyes, and you need to pull the shades open. You need to you need to clean the windows of your life, and you need to look again. Because here's the deal. There's a right place. There's a place that God has not forgotten that he's given you and placed in your heart. There's a right place that God has not lied about. He has not messed up. He didn't, he didn't jack it up. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't make a mistake. He didn't, you know, he didn't go, oh my goodness, that's not your plan. That's Johnny's plan. That's not your plan. That's Susie's plan. He, no, that's your plan. And God didn't forget it. And he's not a man that he should lie. And there's a right place. Somebody's got to say right place, right where you are right now, where you're listening to this inside of your heart. If you can't say it out loud, say right place, remain faithful. It's God leads you to the place of destiny. It may not be comfortable, but it's worth it. And any discomfort that's on the way to the right place is worth it. Why? Because the right place, come on, say right place again, right place prevents exposure to situations, sinful situations. It prevents exposure to temptations. It prevents exposure that can ultimately lead to more discomfort, right? Come on now. The last thing you want to do is when you're in a season of discomfort is that, that God might have allowed you to go into to work some things out of you. The last thing that you and I want to do, believe me, I know this because I've done it. I, I've, I've done it. Come on. The last thing you want to do is take a shovel and help just start taking and dumping dirt on top of yourself, right? That, that's the last thing you want to do because that leads to more discomfort more than what we're experiencing right now, right? If we listen to God's voice, then here's the deal. His glory will be our reward, right? So are you in a season of discomfort? I would say fret not because look, here's the thing. You've been in one before and you're going to be in one again and you're going to make it through to the other side. Let me just say this as we go, you know, moving forward, you know, um, bad company corrupts good behavior. You know, and so surround yourself with, with winners. You got to surround yourself with winners. And I'm not just talking about, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not just talking about winners that I, I, I want you, I want to remove the secular, you know, 
concept of, of winning out of the way. I, I'm not, this isn't some self-help, some guru, you know, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't that, right? This is, this is, this is winning according to God's way, right? Because listen, here's the thing. You serve a God. You want to know who a winner is? You want to know what a game changer, by the way, you like this hoodie? Come on, you like this? This is our champion edition of game changer hoodies. Um, but if you want to be a game changer, you wouldn't really want to know what that is. A game changer, a winner, right? Is one that wins in the Lord. We win we win his way. So we have to surround ourselves with winners, but bad company corrupts good behavior. So who you choose to spend time with. My grandfather, who, who passed away in 1995, um, he was a preacher and a minister, but he used to say it this way. He was country. He didn't have a, you know, more than an eighth grade education, but he was anointed. And he said it this way. He said, he said, you can't be an eagle and hang around with turkeys. <laughs> he said, you want to be, a, you want to be an eagle, then you got to stop hanging around turkeys. And then he used to also preach a message on a, a on a uh, vulture. He said a vulture and an eagle, you know, and I don't want to get on birds too much, but he said a vulture and an eagle when they were younger, a bald eagle and a vulture that you couldn't tell the difference in adolescent vultures and bald eagles, but man, could there not be any difference, right? A vulture and an adolescent bald eagle looked the same, but let me tell you something. There's, there's stark differences. So who you choose to spend your time with, right? Turkey or Eagle, right? Is the one that, that, that uh, with the one is the, uh, one of the most important decisions that you and I can ever make. Matter of fact, I believe this with everything in me, who you hang around is who you'll become, right? It's also one of the most practical areas. So it's not just spiritual or, or mystical or supernatural. I mean, there, there are, there are spiritual benefits. There's the word of God speaks on this and clearly, right? Talks about keeping good company, but let's look at it even from a practical standpoint, right? It's one of the most practical areas to begin to discern the voice of God, because the reality is God will bring people into your life, but so will the enemy. The enemy is, is the king of, I, I've, uh, we did a plan called get off my boat. I've also done a plan on you version called access. So I write extensively on this and, and, you know, I'm looking at the get off my boat and we're talking about Jonah, you know, Jonah was, was somebody who, who was God loved. By the way, God loves those people, even if they're the wrong people for your life, he loves them. But here's the deal. Jonah didn't belong on those people's boat. Matter of fact, when he got on their boat and they allowed him on their boat, then, then everything went to hell on their boat. They begin to lose their stuff. They begin to lose their sanity. They begin to become exhausted. They couldn't even row themselves out of it. They couldn't even get rid of their stuff to get rid of what was going on. It was only when they got Jonah, somebody who didn't belong in their life, out of their boat when things begin to get back to normal. So the, the wrong people on your boat, right? The boat of life will disrupt the path and the journey to your destiny. So it's it's a practical area to begin to discern the voice of God and his will for your life. So your relationships impact your destiny. I'm going to say that again. Your relationships impact your destiny and your and, and purpose either for good or for bad. So they impact it one way or the other. So right relationships impact your destiny and purpose for the good and wrong relationships impact your destiny and your purpose for the bad. Who you choose to spend time with is one of the most important decisions you can make. If you want to be an eagle, stop hanging around with turkeys. Come on now. <laughs> Turkey is good around Thanksgiving. Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you want to soar, you're not going to hang around turkeys. It's also one of the most practical areas to begin to discern the voice of God and his will for your life. So bad company corrupts good behavior. All right, let's look at real quick as we move on and begin to wind this down. Let's look at faith versus flesh, right? We talk a lot about faith. One way to look at this 
is that there are two kinds of, of people, right? There are flesh people and faith people. Let me give you a, a couple of characteristics, right? You want to write this down and uh, you can, you know, I'll just give them to you and you just kind of catch this, right? Flesh people, right? People that, 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 that might look good. They might sound good. They might, they might have some good things going on. And then, by the way, the enemy is designed to bring a counterfeit into your life. Flesh people tear you down and make you feel discouraged about yourself and your life. That's what flesh people do. So if you have someone in your life that's looking at you and never sees the good in you, they never talk about the good in you, they're constantly tearing you down and they constantly discourage you about you, yourself, your life, then that's a flesh person. Another thing a flesh person does is they feed your fears and, and shake your confidence. They feed your fear. So here's the deal. You know, you guys know how I feel if you listen to past podcasts. You know, you got faith and, and fear, and they're on the same scale. It's not faith's over fear, but the reality is that they're on a sliding scale, so to speak. So you can take your faith and it can be low and low and low, and it can cross over to the other side to where it becomes stronger in the area of fear than it does in your faithful about things that you fear rather than things that you hope for. And so you people that are flesh people, they feed your fear. They help slide that scale over and they don't do it. Sometimes uh, the enemy is, is, is slick and they're subtle about it, right? And so they feed your fear and they shake your confidence. They waste your time and they drain your energy. Do you know anybody like that? Do you have people like that? You might need to check check yourself, right? Because those are flesh people. Let me look at faith people for a second, right? Let's look at faith people. All right, faith people, build you up. Come on. By the way, flesh people don't build you up because they're concerned too much about themselves. By the way, that's why. Flesh people don't build you up because all they care about is them. They can't build you up because how can they keep building themselves up, right? And the reality is that's the best way for you to truly be built up the right way is to build others up. But faith people build you up and move you closer to being the person that God created you to be. Number two, faith people feed your faith. So they don't feed your fear. They feed your faith. So going back to that sliding scale, see flesh people pull it towards the area of fear by feeding it. Whatever you feed grows. So the faith people, they feed your faith. So now your faith grows and your fear diminishes. So faith people feed your faith and encourage you to pursue your God-given dreams. There's no jealousy. They're not haters. They celebrate your wins and they encourage you to pursue your God-given dreams. Faith people are lovingly honest with you and will be strong when you are weak. Come on now. Everyone needs somebody like that. When you are weak, they can be strong and vice versa. Come on, you're halfway. So we, we started this out by asking the question, right? Right? Are you discouraged or, you know, are you uh, in, a, in a season of discomfort? And so I want to just, I want to flip it as we begin to wrap this up. And I want to tell you, you're halfway to your destiny. You, you don't view it as, man, this is a bad situation. I want you to look at it as I'm halfway there. I'm halfway there. I'm on the journey. And you know what? You begin to, when you first set out on the journey, you know, you see the vision and you go out and just look at like, again, let's look at a boat for a second. You begin to row and, and you know, you could turn around and you can see the shore and you could go a little further and turn around. You still see the shore. You look ahead of you. You don't see anything, just open waters. And you're like, wow, this is a long way. Then you go out further and you still see the shore. Well, here's the thing I want you to do. I want you, you're in the middle of this and winds and, and rain and storms and challenges and things like that and you begin to get discouraged but if you turn around I want you to I want you to look at this and be ecstatic about this 
and celebrate and give God praise over this. This is your key to, a key to victory. This is like a little sidebar here. This is off my notes. Turn around, and I bet you this, you can't see the shore anymore. You've gone far enough where you can't see what's behind you. And if you look close enough, now you can begin to see because you're halfway there. Now you're going to start to see where that's not behind you is not visible anymore. But what's in front of you is coming into focus every day more and more. You're halfway to destiny. Destiny is living according to God's plan for your life. You become a person of destiny when you realize that God has a plan. You got to realize this. You got to you got to shut the negative voices around you up. You got to get rid of the turkeys in your life. You got to cut off the voice of the enemy and you got to say I'm a person of destiny. Why? Because I realize that God has a plan for my life and a place of destiny for me and my family. God's plan for you and your life is not just for you. It's multi-generational. Come on now. You got to have, listen, it, there's a legacy behind it. God didn't just do it for you, but he, it's transferable. You don't need a will because once you accept him, it, 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 it's just going to be passed down. Come on. It's just going to go down. The blessing is multi-generational. God's plan for your family will outlive you. It's designed to outlive you. He's doing things now. Listen, you need to get this in your spirit to set up your children and your grandchildren for his destiny and their destiny. Come on. You're halfway there. That should fire you up. <clears throat> no half measures. Genesis chapter 11 tells us about Tara, which is a man who only went halfway. You, you no, nobody's going to die in the middle. Of, I'm, I'm just going to prophesy that and declare that over your life right now. Nobody's going to die in the middle of your wilderness. You're, you're going to make it in Jesus name. And so it tells us about Tara, which was a man who only went halfway. God told him to go all the way to Canaan. God said, go all the way. But he reached the city called Haran and settled there. I'm going to, I want that word settled to just resonate in, I want to just, I want God to place that word settle and settle in your mind so that when you go to sleep, it just, it just, it just beats like a heart and you hear it and you see it. Don't settle in the middle of, of, of what God called you to finish. God called you to make it all the way. God called you to a destiny and a place where he's going to bless your socks off. If you're not wearing socks, he's going to bless your feet down to the longest toe you got. Here's the deal. Don't settle in the middle of what God called you to finish. He became relaxed. Tara became relaxed and comfortable. Listen, because he settled in the middle and he made up his mind that the journey wasn't worth the effort anymore. Tara never reached his place of destiny. Listen to what it says in the Bible. He lived and died in Haran. He lived and died in the middle. He lived and died halfway. He may be in heaven. He may be in heaven. And we may get to ask him why one day. But here's the reality. Do you want to die in the middle or do you want to make it all the way to the place where God called you to be? And so my question is this. As we wrap this up, are you ready to be uncomfortable. Come on. Are you ready to be uncomfortable? Right? Our lives should be more, more than simply living and dying. I, I don't know about you, but man, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I, I want the dash, right? You heard that, you know, people talk about the dash in the middle of your tombstone. We get the birth year and the death year dash. I, I don't want my life to be about, about just living and dying. God has a marvelous plan in store for you and I, and that's it. And if we will only listen and learn to discern his will as we follow his leading, he will bring us to our place of destiny. He has a purpose for you. You may not know what it is, but God has called you for such a time as this. He's equipped you. He's anointed 
anointed you. He's placed his favor, his blessing upon you. He has gifted you and he's called you for such a time as this. Are you ready to be uncomfortable? You go, I am being uncomfortable. That's what I'm talking about. So here's the deal. I'm not saying get ready for a season of uncomfort. I'm trying to help you define what you're walking through. Don't view it as woe is me, but view this as, you know what? I'm going to seek God in this season and I'm going to pick up what he's intended for me to get in this season of uncomfortability. If that's a word, if not, just go with me. Here's the, I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to, I'm going to equip myself with what I need and what I can get. And I'm going to walk out of this thing with power, power for the purpose. Here's my question. Was this helpful to you today? Hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully, because I just poured my heart out. Hopefully this in, 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 in touched your life and spoke to you. If it did, share it. Tell somebody about it. Somebody that follows you needs to hear this. And you may not even know who they are, but God does. All you got to do is share it. And just or invite them into the Game Changer group if you're watching this through the group. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, or Google, thank you. And, and by the way, if you're not, subscribe to those so you can get these messages. But here's the deal. If you're watching those, I would encourage you to go to Facebook. If you don't have a Facebook account and you don't want to get on Facebook for other reasons, just create one to join the Game Changer group if you want to. I promise you this, you'd be nothing but encouraged. David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. And if you're watching this, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, thank you so much. Make sure you share this. And I'll see you next week where we have another Game Changer podcast. God bless.